1: What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Equal Vision Records and Sound Talent Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This week, guys, we have another big episode. This is actually a part two. There's going to be a bunch of part twos coming, actually. Um, I went back and kind of just reached out to... You know some of my favorite people that have been on the show, and and circumstances were working out right, and it was it was really great. So there's going to be a lot of part twos coming. I know a lot of you guys have reached out uh, asking for follow ups with different people, and and I think I've been able to get to most of those that you guys had requested. But this week it is Brian Head Welch from Corn on for his second appearance on the show. Um, I was stoked to get Brian on. He's promoting a uh, a new well, it's not a new project. I think it started in 2013 called Love and Death that he sings for. And, uh, that's was the circumstances that we got back together and and decided to do a second episode. So big shout out to, uh, Brian for coming back on the show. Thanks to Charlie for setting this up. And, uh, yeah, it was an awesome chat, man. We, we did zoom last time we did over the phone. So it was nice to be able to see each other and, and, uh, converse that way. I've been doing a lot more zoom calls, since this whole disaster's been happening. So um, I'm, I'm really enjoying that because I can't do the in-persons very much anymore, and and those were my favorite. So it's the next best thing, I guess. I guess everyone's doing it, and I might as well jump on the bandwagon and, and be able to see who I'm talking to, which has been been really nice. So uh, thank you guys for coming back week after week. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Things have been crazy. I've been doing episodes like crazy. I've been laid off from work, so I've, I've literally put... Full time into the show now and, and doing you know multiple episodes a day, really building a bank of of solid stuff for you guys to check out. So hopefully this all works out, but uh, we'll see. So, anyways, big stuff coming at you in the uh, the rest of December, and we are in December, which is crazy. Christmas is coming, holidays, fucking depression, all that stuff coming. Uh, it's gonna be a whirlwind, especially since we're all stuck at home. And trying to make sense of everything. So I hope everyone out there is doing okay. I hope everyone is is <clears throat> staying sane, staying safe. You know, putting things in perspective, trying not to let the negative overcome you. But I understand it can, as you know, on this show we talk about it a lot. But uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you're all out there. You know, having a, a decent holiday. And I've got something coming up that I think you guys are going to like in the next couple of weeks. That's going to really Help, hopefully a bunch of you through the, the holidays with something to do. So uh, stay tuned to, for that. We'll make an announcement soon. But yeah, let's get some business out of the way and we'll jump in. So peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website. Uh, peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the email you can use and keep using to get in touch with me. A lot of people have been reaching out this last uh, few weeks with tons of uh, awesome information, Guest ideas, things like that. Keep those coming. I really appreciate it. I try to respond to everybody. So if I haven't gotten back to you yet, uh, feel free to hit me back up because it may have gotten lost in the shuffle. Hopefully not, because I try to respond as things come in. So, uh, but I do my best. I'm one person, and uh, yeah, even with the team behind the show, I'm still answering the emails and everything else. So uh, that's on me. So hopefully I didn't miss you. If I did, hit me up again. All right. So. Let's jump into this one, guys. We got, we got big stuff coming this month. This is a huge episode for me. I, I've, been, uh, I've been a fan of Brian's work since I was in middle school. It's still crazy to me looking into my computer at my Zoom screen, talking to someone I had on my wall when I was, you know, forming my musical uh, identity back in the day. That still boggles my mind, but we did it, and it was awesome, and, and we had a good chat. We talked about a lot of things. Um, yeah, but let's get into it. Without further ado, here's my part two chat with Brian Head Welch from Corn and Love and Death. Down,
0: down I feel like I'm running out of time. Running out of time.
1: How you doing what's happening man how are you pretty good can i ask you have you
0: heard the new love and death single i have
1: okay you're the first one today are you kidding me everyone is like
0: so i'm doing the interviews i'm like so can we talk about love and death they're like uh i go love and death that's why i'm doing interviews yeah did they tell you oh they didn't even know two of them Cause one of them was a big corn fan in Europe uh-huh. and I'm talking about corn and then, so thank you. You made me smile.
1: Dude, absolutely. I, I'm glad I can make you smile. What? 10 seconds in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, you just got to shake it off. Like, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, I'm, I'm very lucky guy. Cause you know, corn is the bigger name of course, but yeah, we yeah. got to get the work out. I got to make the money I spent back on this freaking record. Well, just sure. dude.
1: Well, man, it's good to uh, it's good to see you. Welcome back. This is your second time on, so that's what w- awesome. Like the last time we did this, I was I would I did it in my van, and I was on a bunch of back medication before a doctor's appointment, getting my back readjusted because I've been out of work for a week. I was like, I'm not missing this interview, and I'm sitting there like straight as a board, getting through it. And uh, now we're in the studio, ready to roll. Second time.
0: So, okay. I lost you for a little bit there. Um,
1: um, so you're getting, you're on medication, your back was messed up. Um, podcast now four years, man, this is going to be like episode 200 or something like that for you, man. That's amazing. It's been going really well. uh, You did other like,
0: uh, press, outlets or whatever,
1: you know? No, 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 no. I, mean, I just signed a deal with e, uh, Equal Vision Records uh, to do the podcast as an artist, which has uh, been awesome. So we've got, yeah, the studio here I'm in now and just doing uh, doing the thing, man. Brett, are you doing it full-time? I am right now. Yeah, yeah, with COVID, I've been off work. So I'm just doing, I, my wife's like, just do the podcast full-time. So, all right. <laughs> here we we money everything? And- oh, yeah, yeah. It's awesome, Brett. man. I've been doing both things at the same, like work and this, and it's been super stressful. It's so awesome to just get up, and all I have to do is talk to who I want to talk to. It's rad. So That's
0: amazing, man.
1: It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. But, no. uh, dude, and uh, so, yeah, welcome back for one, and, and yeah, love and death. That's something that's so funny to me that if someone, like the reason I reached out this time is because Charlie had emailed me about the new release. And that's why I was like, dude, I'd love to have Brian back on. This would be great. Let, you know, let's see if we can make it happen. It's it's strange to me that people wouldn't get that release and then set this up and have any idea what they're talking about.
0: I know. Well, one of them, I'll give him the benefit because he was a, he's a a psychologist and he did psychology today and whatnot. And he has through consequence of sound, he has a new podcast, but he is a psychologist. So, but yeah, the initial email is Mm -hmm. Brian, has this new project, love and death. So, the uh, so whatever. It's it's just uh, it, it'll be fine from now on.
1: Yeah, yeah, dude. And and uh, I mean, how are you? How are you holding up right now? You got a lot going on, but you. I mean, where are you at now? Were you in, are you still in Tennessee?
0: I am. I'm in Tennessee, and uh, you know, this year's been crazy. We got through our tour with Frank and Benjamin just at the last. Like, we stopped March first. And they lock everything down, like what, March 10th ish. <laughs> so we were so lucky in that time frame, And, uh, so just, you know, I, I was kind of, um, just kind of enjoying myself. I had a, a new house and I had moved one bedroom set in and everything else was in boxes and I got home March 1st. And so I have nothing but time to freaking, <laughs> you know, to set my house up.
1: Yeah, dude, that's wonderful. Speaking of that tour. And so I've been a fan of yours since 94, right? Like the first record. And I had never seen you guys live. Weird turn of events. Chino Moreno, Mm -hmm. now a mutual friend of ours, is a fan of the show, had hit me up randomly uh, to come on. I thought I was being catfished. And (laughs) he's like, and he sends me his number and I'm texting with him. He's like, hey, I'm thinking of rolling down and checking out corn tonight in Portland because he lives in Lake Oswego now. Do you want to go? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. And so that was like the 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 uh, genesis of me finally seeing you guys live. What? Were you back? No, no, no. He had, he had like management was there whatever. And, and he was there with you guys, like most of the day, I think, or with, with management. Um, but we were right there, like right by the stage. Like it was, it was incredible. Um, he just had wow. tickets waiting and then we did an episode, uh, a few weeks later, but I can now say finally, after growing up in Alaska and of course never seeing you guys, I've finally been able to see it and it was incredible. It was an awesome tour and, and, uh, yeah. So I know what you're talking about. Everything locked down right after I saw, I think the last show I saw after that was tool and the very next day, everything shut down. Wow. It was nuts. But in the same place, the same control. place. Yeah. Like a week later wow. or something after you guys played, it was, it was you guys. And then yeah, a couple of days later, uh, tool. And uh, there was a weird feeling in that room, man, because everyone knew things were coming. Like they were talking about a shutdown. The virus is hitting, we're all in a group together. Like what we're all here because we love this band, but everyone's on edge. It was really strange. I feel like I saw the last show ever. (laughs) (laughs) Did uh, did they have like, um, any, did they play two nights or just one, just one, just one. And then they canceled the next night. And then, uh, yeah, the rest of the tour and I
0: guess what's that? Were they going to play two nights in a row there? And
1: they canceled? Our, no. Our score. No, they were going to go to Seattle, I think, next.
0: Oh, dude, that's crazy.
1: Dude, totally wow. wild. Well, but, thanks for coming to the show, man. That was a great tour. That was a great show, too. It was sold out that night. Yeah, it was, it was nuts. A
0: good one. Like, I think a couple of days before that, we were in Montana. And it just, I mean, there was probably like 4,000 people or something. It wasn't an arena like that, but. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a college uh, uh, basketball freaking auditorium or something. Uh So I don't know. It just wasn't that packed, and we were kind of bummed. And then we went to Portland, and it was freaking rad.
1: (laughs) I was just thought it was funny after so many years. Finally, I get in, but I get in through another person I've been a fan of for just as long. Randomly out of the blue, hitting me up as a fan of the show. It's like, what the hell is going on? Right? It's It's weird. Man,
0: it's weird. He likes—I don't know. Just he kind of blows me off when I've tried to text him before. But he just loves people, you know. Yeah. I don't think he likes people in the industry like other bands. I think, like, as far as like <laughs> connecting, he like he comes. He he hung out for hours that night. Like we all hung out. It was good to catch up and everything. Yeah. But like on a continual basis, it's it seems like musicians don't like. To to really be close with other musicians, they just, they want like normal life and normal, you know, people that aren't musicians. I think. Yeah. So, yeah, Chino's awesome, man. That's why he moved to Oregon, I think, because he, uh, you know, it, it just loving the. It, it's beautiful up
1: there, right? It's not it it sunny,
0: but like the, it's just beautiful up there, and he just wants something totally opposite of the crazy music world.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. He he, yeah, I agree with you 100 percent because he's not. He'll text me like a week later and, and it's like, Oh shit, forgot to do this. You know, let's grab lunch or whatever. And then it's just talking about real life, which is wonderful. And that's what I try to do on the show. And I think that's why he likes it, you know, because it's So you live like near mm-hmm. him. Oh yeah. I live like 10 minutes, 15 minutes away. He's that's in like Oswego, like right out of town. <laughs> How do you hear about your show? Uh, I, I think it might've been your episode last time. He's like, there's someone on that I knew and I was looking through music podcasts and it may have been Brian, it may have been, uh, uh, you know, someone else, but he th- he thought it was your episode. And he liked it. He's like, who is this dude? Like, he's just talking to people like I like his style. And he lives in Portland. I'm going to hit this guy up. And he's like, I didn't even realize when I did that, that you were going to think it was fake. <laughs> because, you know, like, who does that?
0: Dude, Gino's an icon and he just freaking hits you. That's, that, that shows like how humble he is, though, you know, he just yeah. hits you up. He doesn't care about the big rock star thing, you know, he's, uh, cause their band is, their band has done very well the last few years. Yeah, you know? they have. And they're, they're killing it. And so, I don't know, that gives me like joy inside to hear that. He just hit you up, dude. It's still I like a- of some episodes after this. Cause it reminded me about the show. Um, I don't, I'm not a podcast guy, but I like them when I hear them. So I'm going to go, I'm
1: going to go stock your, uh, your back catalog there. Dude, <laughs> right on, man. There's plenty back there. I think last time we talked, you would just listen to an episode with Timmy from Under Oath. And I just had ah. Spencer on. And he says to say hello, by the way. I talked to him yesterday. And uh, oh, he's God. like, I love Brian. You're getting him back on. it was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And Brad, uh, what did you guys talk about? We talked about all kinds of things. We talked about, um, like, he moved to Asheville, North Carolina, um, ah. just recently. And he's still unpacking. He was in a room like you are, but full of boxes. And uh, talked about that, talked about uh, his his uh, addiction, Um, you know, living in New York, getting clean, how he never let an under oath interviewer show fall victim to his addiction. Even if he was like going hard, he would stop because he knew there was a show coming, knew there was an interview coming, even in his darkest times, was able to shut off uh, the addiction for under oath. Like that was the most important thing to him. And I thought that was interesting before a show or right before a tour, right before a show. Like he'd be going all day and like, and then just shut, like stop because he knew there was a show coming or knew there was a, an interview tomorrow. He would stop. So he's up to like three in the morning. I'm going to stop now because I have an interview at 10 AM, you know, like, uh, wouldn't he he still had that responsibility to be there for the fans. And that was something I'd never really heard before.
0: But like, if you stop at three in the morning, you're not really yourself at 10 AM. It's not that, I mean, if you stop before, I'll buy it, but Hey, if it worked for him to kind of get a little bit more normal, then that's awesome.
1: Yeah. To try to be on point for the fans and and whatnot. I mean, uh, so that, that kind of stuff, we talked about that. We talked about, you know, where he's at now and, and all that, but, um, Yeah, we've got a lot of mutual friends in the business.
0: (laughs) Is he still with the uh, same girl?
1: I think so. I think so. She's like an Instagram, uh, maybe not an Instagram model, but seems to have a lot of followers on Instagram. I don't know um, how long they've been together though, but anyway, (laughs) he is, but uh, yeah, man. Well, good. Yeah. Good to talk to you again. Let's, uh, you want to dive in? Hell yeah, buddy. Well, tell me, tell me where love and death started in the timeline. It was like, what, 2013?
0: Yeah. And And we can, we can, I know I've been wounded today by rejection, but uh, we can talk about everything. You know, I just wanted to mention, I just wanted to make sure that you, you've, you know, I got to talk about it at some point. So.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah. And, And I don't have any problem doing that. It's good stuff, dude. It's, it's heavy as hell. Like the, I was, the one thing that stood out to me immediately uh, is just the guitar tone. It's just, it's like, it's really warm. Like it's like a more, it kind of holds you in place and just like pummels you at the same time. It's like this warmth to that guitar tone. Um, And then of course the melody's great. And the other thing I didn't notice, uh, you know, didn't, didn't hit me until of course later in the song, but the intro is the chorus melody. And hearing that on its own, right. and then it comes in again with that riff, is perfect. Right. It's badass.
0: See? You did your homework, thank you,
1: dude. Oh, I appreciate
0: that. I really love that song, and we just released it. We got a video coming out Friday. Um, really cool video, and uh, it's just a cool project, man. And it's not my solo project anymore. It's a collaboration with basically two of the guys from Breaking Benjamin, mm-hmm. Keith. Wall- like four of the most, my favorite songs on the record. And uh, he co-wrote with us and he brought them to us and said, Hey, what do you think about this idea? And we're like, dude, let's run with it. And Jason Rao, the other guitar player for breaking Benjamin, he produced old love and death. And then this new love and death. And he, he co-wrote, he played bass, he played guitar and then we got J.R. Barreis who used to be in Love and Death uh, back in the day too, who's singing. He's uh, sharing vocals with me. You, okay. You'll be able to see the video who's singing what more, mm-hmm. but it's really a, a solid album, man. It, I'm, we're, we're very grateful that we had the time to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we're half done, but you know, we, we just were so busy. Even me and Breaking Benjamin or corn Breaking Benjamin was on tour. Me and Jason were on tour. hmm and we're like, we're going to work on love and death on, you know, we got five weeks together. We didn't do one thing ever. <laughs> we set schedule. I roll into the gig at 5. PM. Jason goes on at freaking eight, you know? And, uh, so he's getting ready at six and then he gets off stage. He's showering. I'm getting ready to go on stage and I'm, sh- I'm playing the show you know, cooling off and showering till like one a.m. Yeah. What time
1: do you have? And we're in different
0: cities on days off, so it's like we got nothing done. But COVID, yep, gave us
1: the time. COVID, <laughs> the great equalizer, dude. Right, dude. Well, when did when did you start love and death? Like, where where in the timeline of you? Uh, you know, in corn, leaving corn, coming back. Uh, because I'm the thing I was confused on is when you released the solo record, uh, uh, that that wasn't love and death, love and death was different. So there's, there was, you had the solo stuff and then love and death after that. Right. Like the, yeah, the so Brian I... head Welch record was not a love and death record. Timeline is 2005. Leave
0: corn 2008, uh, Brian head Welch solo. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to call it that I wanted it to be a band, but I got talked into my name. And so I hired the band guys to do some shows with me. A um, few of them got fired. A few of them uh, stayed with me. And then we did another, and then we did, when we did new music, it wasn't as personal as the, that first solo album I did. So that's when we came up with a band named love and death in 2000, uh, I believe 11,
1: Okay. So 2008
0: to 2011 was solo 2011 love and death Um, 2013 back with corn love and death is shelved.
1: Okay. And so that, and that makes sense because you're so busy with, with corn and trying to, like you said, there's no time on tour. You know, I mean, how many hours of press do you have today right now? Like,
0: Um, I think it was more laziness too. And like, you know, I think it was meant to be as far as like time wise, but now that I have this group of guys that we really had fun doing it, Mm -hmm. it's not like a a Brian Welch solo thing that it's more of like, this is love and death. It's, it's kind of like a, not a super group, but it's got like these guys from, you know, different bands as a collaborative effort. And so I think that we can put something out every three years, you know, if, if like, if people are digging it and it's worth doing and you know, and people love the record, and the numbers are up, and everything. Then I think we're going to do it every like three years. That's I love, I, love, I love to. I don't love to sing live and tour singing live because man, I got so much respect for singers like Chino and Jonathan <laughs> and all these Maynard guys the because it's just it's it's not the, the the easiest gig, man. With a guitar player, you can just get lost in your instrument, and you look at the crowd and. of them are looking at the singer. And so you can have a fever. You can, you can be hungover, you can be whatever, and you could still be okay, but you're the singer, man. Like it's a lot of pressure. And so, but I do like to create with vocals and I, I like to write lyrics. I like to collaborate with other artists. I like to scream. You know, I feel like that's one thing that I love that about my voice. I love my scream. And so it's just fun for me, you know, and if, and if I could, uh, do this and people like it and, you know, make a little money for, especially some of the other guys that aren't in bigger bands, mm-hmm. you know, we got this kid, J.R. baris he's 25 and I want to see him like succeed, you know? And so he's getting a, a really good cut of the, of the money that we make on this record. We got to recoup first, yeah. but you know, I just, I want to, I want to go and lift other people up, you know?
1: Sure. Absolutely, dude. I totally understand that. And so, like, we, this is, I mean, from the, the, the single, that I wish I heard the whole record first before this, which is, is fine that I didn't, but I wish I did because talking about, you know, uh, all the mental health stuff going on right now, which is is huge. Like, I'm, I suffer from massive depressive disorder. They call it uh, uh, unipolar where it's basically like all the time, not like like bipolar, where it's like comes and goes, and like you can go into these crazy things. But it's kind of this constant like wet sheet that's over your your you know psyche. Um, really, so it touches. Unipolar. unipolar is is like the other term for massive depressive disorder, and it's something where it's kind of always around. Like right now, like before we got on the the, the line, like I wasn't sitting here depressed. But there's always this like this blanket over me kind of like it's it's always there. And that's why I like doing this show, because I get to talk about this stuff with people. Um, And this is a big theme in your music, like mental health struggle, you know, and you made a major change in your life, which you've been very, I mean, extremely vocal about Have a book about it. You know, like it's very well known that you pulled yourself out of darkness like pulled yourself out of last time we talked, you told me there was times you just didn't care if you woke up or not. Like, let me take as much as I can take. If I don't wake up, who cares? And that was one of the heaviest things I've ever heard someone say, because I knew you were serious, like in, and really went through that stuff. I wanted rest, man. I just wanted to just make it stop.
0: Just wanted to, to stop. Exactly.
1: Yeah. But to have that, you know, with all the success and everything else, when you realize what you have inside you is, different, is not cured by money and, and fame, it's a crushing thing. And so now that you've pulled yourself and, and not, maybe not completely, but pulled yourself out of that hole, there, a lot of this, the, the stuff I've been reading from the new record is about a lot of those things still, the, 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 the mental health, the depression, the struggle. Are you still like, are you still struggling with that right now? Like with, with depression and, uh, I mean, addiction, you've, you've come out of addiction. I know it's always there and it'll always be there, but are you still struggling with that stuff?
0: I do. I, I've been on medication for, uh, I started it, I think in two, in 99, Mm -hmm. I think maybe, yeah, about 99, no, 2000. I started taking Selexa uh-huh. and I had a, a, a psychiatrist in Hollywood and, uh, I, I've started feeling better and, uh, you know, I found out he was actually one of Kurt Cobain's psychiatrists too. And I had a little thought in my mind, like, man, he didn't, our psychiatrist, the answers, you know, but I kept trying and I took the medication off and on when I go through drug binges, I'd probably forget. So it's just like very unhealthy, you know? And, uh, but once I got sober, um, I, I, yeah, I kept taking it then, or I, or started retaking it after my binge or whatever. But then, um, when I left the band, um, I stopped all medication. And I was on the spiritual high. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I felt like I mattered and was known by God. I felt love. I felt light. I felt just accepted, forgiven, all that stuff. And, but I was such an idiot where I was like, I found, I found, I don't need medication. I found this answer, you know? And a year later the depression came back like a tidal wave and I tried to, uh, I tried to talk it away. I tried to pray it away. I tried everything. in about two years, two and a half years in, I was like, hey, idiot, take the freaking medication and start I started taking it again in probably 2007. Mm-hmm. And I've on it since. So about 13 years wow. steady.
1: And that's helping. I mean, that's that's lifting you out of that, out of that hole.
0: Well, I've tried to stop the medication it comes back it usually comes back with like a heavy darkness over me and rage Hmm. like the smallest things will make me like throw shit and break shit and yeah so it's a it's a heavy thing but it's crazy because i can have this this blanket like you're talking about that sounds familiar to me you know like this i can let that it's always there if i let it but this meditation and this really—I mean, I don't want to—I don't want to be preachy on this or nothing. But just just the union and this meditation, this connection with with God, and not falling into any of what a priest or the Pope or all that stuff teaches. But reading the New Testament and saying, "Okay, teach me yourself," because it says that you don't need it in the book of John, it says, no one, no one has to teach you, but the spirit will teach you himself. So I have this connection with love, which God is love that helps me feel like there's a sun shining on me. Right. Mm -hmm. But if I, if I, if, if my consciousness is away from that, which when I leave that and I go to real life, Mm -hmm. the blanket can come back quick. So it's a, it's a balance of like, you know, knowing, knowing what works for me, And actually doing it because I don't do it all the time. Sometimes I'll just, I'll get lazy or I'll, you know, and I'll let the blanket be there, but it doesn't need to be. That's what works for me and medication and talking about it. Like me and you talking about Mm -hmm. it.
1: This is, this is big, man, because, uh, and this is, I'll share something with you too. I've never shared on here before, you know, because I don't identify as a Christian. Um, I grew up in a Mormon household, so I was like bucking against, uh, everything that way when I was younger um, but I went, started going to youth groups because it was a way to get out of the house and hang with my friends outside of school. But a way my parents would let me go to, they're like, I don't know why you want to go to that. Cause we go to this church, but go ahead. And that's where, you know, I started smoking for the first time. That's where like all this shit happens. Right. Cause it's like, it's Alaska youth group. Right. But one day I finally decided, like I'd been there so many times the pastor had asked, you know, who, who out there wants to be saved. And I was like, you know what? What the hell? I'll I'll try this out. So I raised my hand. I went up there. I did the whole thing. I did it all the way right. And uh, what's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, Distrokid. Distrokid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, They have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working, as most people are, online doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the Internet, Uh, You want to get those people paid when you put that music online, and splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits, and all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. slash PPP for 30% off.
0: The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS.
1: It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is is a rock and roll city for sure. Get down! The Wrath of the Buzzard. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall
0: of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P.R.O.H. Files.
1: Um, So being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me. And having your support is a big deal to me. Because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. That night, I either had the worst stomach flu of my life. Or something else, because I was literally vomiting violently almost all night. It was coming out both ends, like complete purge to where I thought about it. I was like, hmm, that either the timing of that is spectacular or something was happening. And that was I was like, I don't know, 15 or 16 years old at the time. So. But after that, I never had anything happen that that made me tie it more together than maybe just the coincidence that maybe right. i ate something and got sick but it still makes me think in the back of my mind there's a small part of me that's like what was that you know um it just seemed too weird yeah and timing wise but i don't know <laughs> i don't know if you had the same experience when you did that but like that was something that was on my mind when i was thinking about talking to you today because i was like you know what i've never really talked about that but um maybe you'd understand well, I,
0: that totally like uh you know, it's funny you say I don't identify as Christian because it's hard to, honestly, because when you identify, you get, you know, sometimes I get locked into this. Obviously, look at me. I'm in corn and look at how I look and everything. I'm not locked in with the totally religious people. But, but yeah, it's, it's hard sometimes because especially American Christianity and all the weirdness and stuff and all the, the, the money and whatnot. But what I found was so real. It was pure light coming into my soul, and I felt a peace from another realm. I felt a love that I hadn't felt before. It was like the love that, that I felt for my child when she was born and I saw her for the first time. I felt like that love focused on me from this, you know, heavenly father, mother being mm-hmm. that. I don't know. It's just I. I don't know why I felt it and why I was given that gift, but it was really powerful. And uh, the day, okay, I did go to church high on drugs. I was talking to people high on drugs about Jesus and Christianity and all that. But the day that I was like, I'm done with meth, I threw the meth away. And I said to God, I was like, I'm giving you my whole life because nothing, the corn has worked. That was awesome. But nothing else has worked as deep inside of myself the core of who I am when I'm alone, I was a shell and I was lonely and I was depressed and I was suicidal and all that stuff. So I said, I'm giving everything to you that night. I go to sleep and same thing. Like you're talking about with the throwing up, I get locked down. I've never been had this paralyzed thing happen to me before or ever since only that one night that i made a bold decision that i was all in mm-hmm. i woke up and i felt like the exorcist or something there was <laughs> something on me yeah. and i couldn't move and i and i and i was like calling out for someone i'm like <sighs> and it was like a couple minutes most eerie feeling i've ever felt and then all of a sudden, boom, I break up out of it and it was, and you know, I started learning about what it could have possibly been. And I know for a fact and I know for a fact, what happened to you too is that there's demons in the new Testament. Christ talks about it. These people are possessed with demons. And once you make a decision, they try to fight you on it. And you know, I don't understand it all. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, I know there's angels and demons. And when Jesus talks about the kingdom, he's talking about the kingdom is the spiritual world, the eternal realm where that life is. And there is angels and demons in there. I don't understand it all, but I would bet so much on the fact that that's what happened to you that night, because I've heard it. I have heard it dude hundreds of times. I bet, Oh, I did this. And then this happened. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah. And you, hear it hundreds of times and say it's coincidence it's just it's it's well we'll, we'll understand it all in the next life you know we're not going to understand it all now but that's pretty crazy you just freaking
1: <laughs> blowing it out your ass and your <laughs> everything where you're on the toilet throwing up into the tub next to it <laughs> you're like i take that back that altar call i take it back no <laughs> <way."> <laughs> Just make it stop. (laughs) This isn't worth it, Uh, dude. And isn't it weird? Like this is what I'm getting at, too, with with where the 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 subject matter and stuff is coming from with the music, how you can feel kind of at home and comfortable in the darkness. Do you feel that as well? Like you kind of like um, uh, you can be in that dark place and write from that dark place, but you kind of feel at home there a little bit, even though, you know, the other side, like, you know, it can be better it's kind of nice to kind of be in it for a little while and experience it. Do you find that? It's so good, man.
0: I love how you articulated that. Yes. Because good things can come from some suffering. You know, it's like, that's what Jonathan was talking about two records ago. Serenity of suffering. Mm-hmm. It's that A lot of good can come through suffering and going through things. It's like you get purged. Like sometimes suffering is, is, uh, they call it fire. And so the fire, if you have gold, what they do is they put it in the fire Mm -hmm. and it burns all the purities away, impurities away. So, So it's very pure and shiny and beautiful and you can sell it for all this money. Well, in, in our life, like some of our sufferings are in that fire, so to speak, and we're getting purified in that and a lot of good can come through it. So, I think that I agree with you. Sometimes it's just good to sit there and feel it because some of the fear and the mental illness may be the the fear of those feelings mm-hmm. and maybe to embrace them and face them head on, like you're facing your demons, you know, head on is a way to maybe, uh, squash that fear, you know, let it melt away.
1: Yeah. It's like a kid that's a, in an easy way. It's like a kid that's afraid of the dentist and you take them to get their teeth cleaned. And they're like, Oh, that wasn't so bad. Right. right. Like it's you face your fear, you know, but your fear stems from that dark place and the unknown like the, the, but being the other, the, the art form to this, you know, which I see with what you're doing is you can live in that, you can live in that zone, but then you can come back out of it. Like, you can dip your toe in it, you can dip a leg in it, you can hop in it for a little while, but you know the other side and can pull yourself back out of it. A lot of people can't do that. A lot of people get stuck in it, and then there's just wheels spinning in the mud, you know? The admirable thing that you do is that you can pull from that zone and then come back and be the person you need to be. Be the father to your daughter, you know? Like, be... Come home at, at Thanksgiving when you can come home at Thanksgiving and be that. Have you seen that meme that's going around where it's a family at the Christmas, or the Thanksgiving table all looking at the the camera? And it says, Oh, there's the rock star. Did you bring your guitar? Play us a song. Like how they don't, you know, how it's to them, it's so trivial what you're doing. Um I've seen that. Dude, I'm gonna look for it. Yeah, you'll have to look for it. It's hilarious because anyone that's been in a touring band, you know, not even on your level has had that experience right where you show up to family dinner and you're the one guy that does that for a living. They're like, did you bring your guitar? Like play us a song rockstar, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, that's so awesome. But yeah, I just admire how you can, you can go to that area and come back out because that's a hard thing to do. And uh, you know, a
0: lot of art is created from that, from that space. Um, you know, just if you look at bands, like, you know, I'll just use Jonathan, he's, he's an icon, you know, and he's, It's known for pulling from that dark place and making art from it. And, you know, even painters and stuff that they've, you know, and actors, you know, how many actors or comedians even that have, have suffered from the depression, but they, they pull, they pulled out from that dark place. And even like in the the ancient book of the Bible, the Psalms, this, this most famous guy in the old Testament, King David, most of those Psalms are written from pain, from Mm -hmm. getting, you know, depression, and he's just like his. He's like, my eyes are sore from crying, you know, and all this stuff. And they're like, thousands of years later, people are benefiting it from it. I should say, um, so it it can be beneficial, man. I think just darkness and and difficulties and sufferings they're just a part of life, and it's what and it's what we do when we embrace them and make something out of them. You know, mm-hmm. we, we make them work for us to, to create. And so, you know, not everybody finds that, but you know, some people just get lost. Like you said, stuck in the mud, yeah you know, and and they don't benefit from it, but the people that do can really produce some cool content for the world, no matter what it is, music, art, business, whatever, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, that's another, that brings me to another point that I saw that you had started um, doing this, these wellness spas, which I thought was fat. I didn't know you were into real estate or anything like that, but like, tell me about that a little bit because that, I mean, coming at it from a touring musician lifestyle, which I was a true musician for 12 years, never did it on the level that you guys do it, where it's like, you're out for, you know, 10 months or whatever on a cycle, you know, planes, bus, plane, bus, plane, bus. We were always in a van or maybe a bus for a little while before that. Now they're a huge band, but, um, uh, I know exactly where you're coming from with that, getting home and finding that relief. You're around constant noise, constant, you know, either yes men or fans saying, you know, you're the greatest thing they've ever seen. I mean, from, for one, the ego needs checked and the ego needs to be exercised after that experience when you're the the coolest damn thing in the room for 10 months out of the year. And then you come home and then it's family time. It's the guy at the checkout counter doesn't know who you are and doesn't care. And he's going to, you know, coming down from that, but also coming down from the physical rigors, what, what got you into doing that? Like what, what put you in that realm for the wellness stuff? Cause that's interesting to me.
0: Right. Um, it just kind of fell into my lap. Um, so the, the physical therapist for corn, he was a friend of mine and he would come out to corn shows or whatnot. I met him, um, before I rejoined corn again and was a physical therapist in nebraska he came out to corn shows and adjusted the guys a couple of times next thing you know jonathan wants a traveling uh a person to help him work out and and to help him sh- prepare for the show because what you know we're getting older we're discovering some new aches and pains yeah you know, every year that comes. and so this guy comes out for like four years with us or no, probably three years and and he his name's matt o'neill and so he discovers the touring life, and he's the physical therapist. He's helping us, mm-hmm. and he's burnt out. He's depressed. He's just drained, and he looks on Google at the hotel on the day off. He sees a float spot, and he's like, "Oh, I've always wanted to try that. I'm going to go do that." He has an epiphany. He goes and floats in the salt water flotation therapy tanks that mm-hmm. everyone's talking about. Well, Joe Rogan really blasts it all the time. They're getting more popular. It's like. Uh, it's like a Epsom salt bath on steroids. Mm-hmm. There's like thousands of pounds of salt. I don't know all the uh, the right lingo for it, but I'm learning. But uh, <laughs> so he floats in that. He floats in that, and and he feels night and day different. He gets up. He's clear. He's focused again. His depression seems to be like gone, and he's ready. He's fired up. He calls his wife, and he goes. He goes. I found our next venture in life, because he has a physical therapy center, you know, it's, it brings in, you know, uh, a few million a year, but like profit margin is like, you know, small percentage of that, because he has to hire so many physical therapists. Mm-hmm. So he was like, man, this, if you get a, if you open up one of these spots with flotation therapy, then you have the cryotherapy, we brought the cryotherapy in, Okay. We brought the oxy- oxygen, um, infrared sauna, he said like, I, my hands, there's only so much these can do. If we have different modalities and he can train people by like multiple people telling him, do this, do this, do that. If you're having this go wrong with you. Okay. Do this, do that, do that. And he'll adjust people still too. But I just was like, man, if you ever want to do one in the, you know, where I live, let's, let's talk about it. And we started talking about it. Next thing you know, he moves out of Nebraska, moves to Nashville. We we have our uh, location here that, I mean, perfect timing. We opened it like <laughs> March 7th, yeah. and then the pandemic happens. We have to close it. but So it's, it's back open. It's doing good. We have uh, one in Houston, Katy, Texas, that just opened last week. We have one in Melbourne, Florida that just opened. Uh, Bakersfield, California, just opened. But California is really – crazy right now. Like that governor is just, you know, with the pandemic, I know he's looking out for people, but he's ruining lives by the restrictions that he's doing. And so, so yeah, we're going to see where it can go. Um, I really believe in that stuff. Um, people it's proven, it's scientifically proven to help help physical uh, issues with the body and mental and emotional things. Do we've had some, uh, some vets that have come in that, you know, suffer, psychologically and can't sleep. Uh And this guy came in and he's like, he's been going for months now. He's like, my life has been changed. I sleep every night and it just really helps him out a lot. So that stuff has really been proven, you know?
1: Wow. See, that stuff fascinates me too, because it's something I've not tried the float yet. It's something my wife always talks about for like birthday or father's day, like give it a shot and I haven't done it yet. But I hear so many good things about it. I just worry about what I'm going to discover in there when all my stuff shuts off and I'm in that dream state. You know, you're alone. You hear your heartbeat. You feel it like you feel that that all the primal stuff. What comes out of that? It's, it's almost like this thing I need to get over. Like, it's not going to be anything profound, I'm sure, but it'll definitely help um, the situation. But uh, yeah, that stuff. Have you been on Joe Rogan? Have you done Joe Rogan's podcast?
0: no um that guy only has like the big dudes on it <laughs> but uh no have not been on it. I was <laughs> the big dudes <laughs> i mean like, he has like the tysons and the freaking but he does have some pretty uh pretty out there um you know people that believe some crazy things so who knows maybe one day yeah. we'll get on there if we grow enough but uh yeah he he's he does it every day. He's Mm -hmm. a firm believer in it. And, uh, so I'd love to talk to him about it once, but, uh, man, it's just, what better thing I, you know, I'm all about helping people now. Mm -hmm. I'm all about music and doing things to help people to lift them up. Yeah. What better way to start a business that with modalities that help people and can bring in business and bring awareness to these things, you know? So it just, it was a win-win for me and then COVID hit, but we're still going. Yeah. And, uh, next year it's just going to grow and we'll be able to open more. The, the goal was like to go around the nation, you know, we're just going to start small and see where it goes and mm-hmm. you know, possibly overseas too. I don't
1: know. I don't know where it's going to take us. We'll see. That'd be wild, man. Good luck on that. Because that's a, that's an awesome thing. And, and, uh, you know, gearing it towards that, like the touring lifestyle, like the the lifestyle that everyone wants until they get there. And then like, shit, this kind of sucks. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I miss. I would
0: recommend to you to, before you go into flow, if you ever do find something like, I know you've read something that like has truth to you when you read it and you, you resonate with it about life, about your mental health state and whatnot like read something like that before you go in okay and like it, and then you, you meditate on that when you go in there get it all like feed yourself with that and then when you float you just you, you meditate on that like whether whatever it is like I'll go in there and I'll be like um, the spirit like the word spirit means breath and so that to me means like our spirit and God's spirit is love and light and everything good Mm -hmm. and so I'll just meditate on that and so none of the lies and the negative stuff will come in and if it starts to creep in I'll just remember and I'll just I'll be like I am you know I'm I am spirit I am love I am light and I'll just think that over and over again next thing you know you're relaxed and then a few minutes later you are probably sleeping, and you wake up and you and you you just feel good when you get out of there so if you ever do that Mm -hmm. just feed yourself with something really positive okay like or listen to something. Maybe it's a podcast. There's a book. Have you read the power of now? No, I haven't. Oh, I love that book. That's a good one to read. Okay. It's uh, a really popular It's sold millions. Um, it's not like a particular faith, but it's about, it's about just the present moment and how people get lost in the worry of the future and the pains of the past. But when you grab hold of this present moment and live every day in the moment, that's all you have is this now, now, now. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing. It's sold millions. He's been on Oprah and all kinds of stuff. But. Okay. I'm
1: gonna have to check that out, man, because that's something I've been really trying to work on is being in the moment and being present. I've been talking to a lot of people on, on this show specifically recently about the the psilocybin therapy and the stuff and like ayahuasca stuff and like that, like unlocking the mind. I've never done that stuff, but, uh, you know, that's like it. almost like it's a speedboat to your your answer, where it could take years of therapy and talking about it and talking about what's bothering you. T- getting to the root of your problems could take, you know, months or years. This does it in like four or five sessions of, and I don't know, uh, you know, how much of that stuff you've read about or, or or seen, but that's been like a really big topic, and they just legalized it here in in Oregon. Um, to do that. Yeah. It's interesting. It's psilocybin. It's basically mushrooms, but it's, it's done with a therapist and it's guided. Um, but yeah, psilocybin therapy. How do you spell it? Uh, C, I don't know. (laughs) It's, I think it's with a PS, either a PS or a C psilocybin. Uh, but yeah, it's a guided, it's a guided therapy. Um, you know, where people to, so um yeah, people do it before they go do that ayahuasca trip. Have you heard of that? No. The ayahuasca is basically you go to Peru and you're guided with these shamans through this intense oh, yeah. shit. Um, but yeah, they say if you don't do that, you're gonna have a, a horrible experience down there because you're gonna get everything in the face, basically, you haven't touched. But um yeah, anyways, I don't even know where I was going with that, Brian. <laughs> I want to.
0: I want to learn about it because I like to learn about everything. I would never do it. I'm not. Sorry. Oh, no problem.
1: Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah. To me, like
0: shrooms and all that stuff, it like opens doors to that realm that we talked about—the mm-hmm. vomit. And stuff. Yeah. I think to that, I'm not. I'm not saying that it's some, maybe it'll work for some people and yeah. I, I clap for, you know, whatever people want to do mm-hmm. for me, I feel like it opens stuff up, but I love to learn about things like that, you know? Yeah. Well, dude, so, so
1: we've got like 10 minutes left here. I, w- I want to, can you give me a couple, um, since I haven't heard the new love and death record all the way through, of course, I've only heard the single, are there some p- p- Specific experiences that fed some of those songs that really stand out to you that you went through that, that you would want to talk about like some some moments or experiences on the new record. Yeah. Cause it's talking about how much it's dealing with the mental health struggle, uh, addiction stuff. Like are there things on there that, that were really profound that, that you want to talk about with, with the new record?
0: Well, since this was more of a collaborative effort, I think it can, it can all I can resonate with all of it, but it wasn't written from like a really personal place. But let's say the 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 first the second song, tragedy. is the real like there's an intro and then the first song is is a tragedy. Um, that song to me, it's it's like a story of this person like feeding feeding from past traumas not really knowing that they are but they're 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 feeding their tragedy of the past traumas and not being able to let it go and it's affected decades of their lives that's the picture i see when i when i hear that song tragedy and it's just like screaming out you'll never get inside you'll never get inside tragedy it's my tragedy it's my trauma but i there's so many people that subconsciously or consciously are trapped in these trauma this past trauma or traumas plural and so that's that's one that stands out to me um down that song can be can mean all kinds of different things you know but i think it's just really hooky it's got a cool dude it's
1: intense hooky uh, the chorus, man <laughs>
0: the riff in the beginning and everything and i'm not blowing my own horn because because jason and jr like they they wrote that riff they did most all of the music writing, you know, and I I wanted to lift this kid up. And so he brought it, man. And you know, the bridge, how it goes all crazy and, and, uh, energetic and everything. But that song could be, you know, something that very, very much uh, goes along with my past, you know, like buried beneath. I feel like I'm running out of time, you know, help me, help me believe, uh, well,
1: I, I forgot nothing, Nothing after too. That's the other thing where there's nothing after. Like the the and that fuck yeah. That hook, that hook, man is so <laughs> great. Are buried beneath. Feel like I'm running out, running
0: out of time.
1: Help, help me believe.
0: Oh, make me believe. I want you to show me I'm alive. Show me yeah. I'm alive. Because you know I've been there. Yeah, I've totally been there, and I know what you're saying that first that verse. Yeah. though, it's mm-hmm. like I've seen the slow disaster wreckage of my life. Silence before and nothing, nothing after. Else. Yeah. All that stuff. It's like the blackness, it's the darkness that, that we've, you know, we've experienced mm-hmm. in life. And I like to sing about it because, because I was there and I could fall back there. And there's so many people that are there and struggle with that. And I think it's just our gift, man, in this life with, with heavy music and singing about these issues in life, even though I'm not stuck there in the mud, like you said, Mm -hmm. uh, those issues are what I've overcome. And so I I have been given a power to talk about it, to encourage Mm -hmm. people. And so that song is a perfect example of that. Um, Let me think, let me pull up the songs real quick.
1: Well, Uh, two on down as well, while you're looking at that, like, the other thing that that from a songwriting standpoint that really stood out to me is the amount of lyrics in that hook like normally could like in a, in a regular uh, instance could seem like rushed or too much like clust like like um like uh, uh too crowded but the way you you ascend that melody with those words it pulls you into it and it's like it's part of it where normally it'd be like a held note it's a na 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 like right in the middle there where you'd expect like a big note to like hold it then rounds the corner and it pulls you into the next bit. That's the part of that hook. That's so rad is cause you're saying these things, but it's also like pulling you along instead of just giving you that, like what, you know, like it's, you're yeah, singing yeah. the words, you know, and it's, it's, it's that, I don't know if it's a crescendo or what the term is, but it's that resolution of melody and the way you do that saying you know, multiple words instead of just like one or two holding them out is really different, especially for that kind of music, right? That give, heavy of music.
0: I'll give that to uh, Keith Wallen from breaking Benjamin for, uh, for writing that melody he killed it. Um, that song actually, um, I didn't do much even lyrically, but it, but it, it resonates with me so amazingly, but, um, like pretty, you know, the, the, the bridge, Mm-hmm. where it goes
1: show me show me go yeah i pretty much wrote that so about three words of the whole song I think <laughs> the whole part but you're singing the song yeah it's I'm your singing. voice that's what's doing it it's like the all it's right. yeah but like like i said it's a
0: collaborative effort and that's why these melodies are different and that's why this you know it's got the sound because it's a we all came together and worked together on it and it's it's really fun man to mm-hmm. have different writers come in, you know? And
1: yeah.
0: I've learned that in Nashville. i lived in, I've lived in Nashville for 10 years and the country scene is here, you mm-hmm. know, and there's nothing but collaborative effort here. And so I'm, I'm so down with working with people. It's fun. Cause you get things that you never would have thought of, you
1: know? Yeah, exactly. It's the sum of our parts are greater than the whole Like it's, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome, man. And, and I mean, collaboration in, and you're seeing a lot of that now. Like there's a, that band, uh killer be killed. That's badass with yeah. uh, the, the, uh, with Troy and those guys like, and like what you're doing now with love and death, it's not a side project. Like it's a whole nother thing, but the cool thing too, with with love and death is your voice. Like, cause of course you've heard you and Jonathan right together for years and years and years. Jonathan's voice is very different than yours. Your voice has that warm timbre to it that, like locks in with that low tone, that guitar tone that is so, uh, iconic now, I would say now at these days, you know, like what you do on the guitar and what you do vocally just lock in so well together and just creates this really warm, uh, this warm feeling like all encompassing, which I love, um, Uh you know, and because you're not singing hardly, You do a couple backups with corn, but it's your guitar playing, right? You and Monkey's guitar playing, right. which are carrying that along, which I've loved since I was in middle school, and yeah. that was getting me through uh, hard times growing up, right? Like, oh, yeah, I love this. Like, this is what I, this is what I've been waiting for, right? And talking to, uh, there's a buddy of mine, Nick from this band Tara Mellis, I was on the phone with last night, talking about life is peachy, because I told him I was talking to you, to you today, and he's like. He's he's he does this uh, YouTube channel called like uh, pedals and effects with Juan from the Mars Volta. And um, uh, anyways, he's like his guitar hero, dude. But he's talking about how unique the guitars were on Life is Peachy and how he could still today go back and listen to that and find stuff that was just fascinating. Like, how the hell did they get those tones? How the hell did they get those sounds? What drove them to do that? You know,
0: Um, Ross Robinson, he was the best teacher. He got us, it's like he, he brought us in and taught us all this crazy stuff. Cause he was such a weirdo, like with music, you know, mm-hmm. so cool to see because it just opened up this whole new realm for me and monkey to really discover for ourselves. It's like, you know, he was sent, he was meant to be sent into our lives at that point in time to get us to open it up. But yeah, he was, it, I, I give all that credit for those sounds to Ross Robinson, hundred percent.
1: Man. Well, dude, you have, uh, we're, yeah, we're about out of time, but this has been awesome. I love that we are able to do a part two and go to some different places. Last time we talked, I think about the first corn record and, and, and your journey through that. But dude, like I said, I've been, I've been listening to your stuff since middle school. I'm almost 40 and it's, and just getting to see you guys live for the first time, you know, a couple years back, uh, or a year and a half back, whatever it's been. You didn't see us on the tour of Alaska in 98. Nope. Okay, okay. We didn't yeah, ever go. To nope. <laughs> I did I would have known about that one because yeah, I think it was like Ozzy Pantera and Stone Temple pilots. The only bands that came up like in that three year period up there, but Bro. Uh, dude, yeah, I, I always wanted to go to Alaska. Never been. Well, dude, and I just thank you for, for all you've done for music. Uh, You know, getting me through my teenage years, you know, all the enjoyment and, and just being honest with your story, honest with yourself, honest with everybody about what you've been going through, you know, as someone that struggles with mental illness and, and, and depression, it's nice to know other people are too, and are able to come forward on that. And you have such a huge platform for that. Um, you know, and, and so just thank you for all that. And, and, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, it's not every day you get to get on the line with someone you've been looking at for since you were a young kid, you know, Dude, and look it, and then Chino freaking hits you up yeah. and says, hey, out. Know. There you go.
0: <laughs> How cool is that? Well, dude, you have a gift as well. You have a great communication gift, and what you're doing is amazing. So keep doing what you're doing because you're making a difference too. You know, we're all in this together. No one's more important than anybody. So I'm glad that you're still doing it and you're growing. So good
1: for you, man. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> well, I'll be glad to have you back on anytime. And uh, the new record, Perfectly Preserved, is on February 12th. 2021 is yes, there anything sir. else you want to plug before we go um i think that's it it was just it was just great to talk to you man thank and thank uh, you man thank you for
0: for uh really checking out the song and that made me feel good that uh you know it's brand new mm-hmm. and so i know people's attentions are all over the place so yeah thanks for uh everything and we'll talk to you next time
1: awesome my brother will enjoy the rest of your press and uh we'll talk soon. All right, bro. Um, All right. Cheers. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Brian head Welch, a part two conversation for peer pleasure. And we were glad to have him back on. I hope you guys learned something, uh, gathered something from the conversation as far as, you know, working through the negative, um, you know, a, a lot of stuff. I think I talked about some stuff on there. I usually don't talk about, but Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Thanks to Brian for coming back on again. Thanks to Charlie for setting this up and, uh, Taylor and all the people at velvet hammer, uh, for always being cool. They, they set up the last one and, and, uh, I always like to shout those people out because I appreciate what they do and and how they help the show and, and put their faith in, in me and the team to, uh, deliver a good product. So, uh, thank you guys. And thank you for coming back week after week. I say it every time but i love you guys very much i couldn't do this without you and and knowing you guys are out there and more and more of you are jumping on board just puts the fire you know underneath me to to keep going and and keep putting out these episodes Um, i really enjoy the feedback and uh yeah i'm just glad to have you guys so uh go pick up in february it's going to be in february 12th the new love and death record go pick that up Um, you know, hit up Brian on the socials. I think it's just Brian Head Welch on most things. Um, And you guys I'm sure are familiar with Corn and and what they have going on. Uh, But yeah, thanks thanks so much for checking out the show. And like I said, there's big stuff coming later in December. So please stay tuned, rate and subscribe to the show. If you subscribe, you're not gonna miss a beat. If you don't, you're gonna be playing catch up. So uh, if you dig the show, tell a friend, tell a family member, send it to somebody, you know, uh, pick up a shirt, whatever you want to do to support the show, reach out, even say, Hey, good job. Hey, you fucking suck. Whatever you want to do, you know, it's up to you, but I just like, I like the interaction. I like the engagement. So thank you again, guys. I'm going to get out of here. I got a ton of work to do left for finishing off this year, uh, with the show. And yeah, I'm just stoked to bring it all to you. All right. As always, we'll see you on the radio.